and welcome back to the Side Netting Podcast, the place where we discuss all the latest goings on in the world of football, play a couple of games, and almost definitely go off on a tangent or two. I'm Connor Burke, and I'm joined as always by my friend, my cousin, but most importantly, my co-host, Kieran Burke. Kieran, welcome back. Thank you very much. Welcome back to you too. There's there's a bit of pod rust, I feel like, going into this one. I feel, it feels like I'm a bit uh, out of practice. The, well, the Christmassy episode yeah. seems a distant memory now. I was going to say, the last time we were doing the pod, we weren't exactly within our faculties by the end <laughs> of it either. We weren't. We weren't. Beautiful chaos is what I'd describe it as. Oh, definitely. One of, one of your favourites it was, sat in... There's a lot on the cutting room floor of that podcast, I tell you. I think I think we recorded him for what? The whole evening is like three and a half hours. And oh. the total of the two parts, I think, were, were two hours, 2015, something of that region. So a lot was left by the wayside on that. But how, how was the editing job? It's usually quite a light touch editing job on this podcast. I feel <laughs> like you deserve some sort of praise for that one to troll through. Oh. Three and a half hours of pure nonsense and, and get something usable out of that. So that was uh, commendable. Well done, Pat. I will mention my favourite bit that got left by the wayside. So obviously we were drinking throughout and by the end of the podcast, it was quarter past one, half past one. And yeah. this bit was probably about 12.45, I'd say, 12.30. So we were, you can listen, especially the latter end of that podcast to hear the way we were, but we just went on a big tangent. It was like we were sat in like the smoking area, neither a smoke, but like sat outside <laughs> of a yeah. bar, just on a weird diatribe <laughs> about, it was about my potential job future. And we were, <laughs> we were just going on. It all got cut because none of oh. it was needed. No one needed to listen to <laughs> me and you talking about what I could potentially do in my future. It's like we forgot we were even recording. <laughs> That's the, that's when you know it's gone well, though, when you can just spout on about a whole lot of nothing and, and just uh, keep it going. But, uh, yeah, but I'm great... sure there was a good few little tangents uh, in there that didn't make it. There was, there was a couple less tangents, more things we'd get sued for that were also, <laughs> <laughs> also cut. Maybe a couple made it in as well, but some got cut. But it was a great way to end the year. And we can't really say Happy New Year now, can we? We're midway through January, but we're back. For the new year, Good now back. the football is properly up and running. We are midway through the old winter break split game week, kids. So we don't even need to pick five games. We've got five games nice laid out for us in the return of the predictions. As we mentioned on that drinks episode at the end of the year, we are now resetting the scores for everything except for FPL. FPL will continue running, but we're resetting the scores for the predictions. We'll also keep a little check-in on the running total, but the thing that matters going in towards our next drinks episode, kids, which will be the end of season special. Exciting times. Ooh. And we'll see. It's a bigger stretch now. It's what we got, five months on You're this You're feeling one. confident now that you can you can redeem yourself after. I think we've just got a mention as well. How how was the, the vodka, oh, Bailey's, Staropraman pint? Oh, it was an absolute curdling feast. <laughs> it didn't look great. <laughs> it was absolutely thick with five C's oh. in the end. I can't remember. if I think I did keep it in. There is a bit where I'm nearly... It's like five <laughs> minutes afterwards. And I'm genuinely... I'm like, oh my God, I just nearly threw up. So that that is... I the did wonder of... with all the toilet trips whether there was a tactical chunder <laughs> in there. You're well, you're well known for it. And a little sneak off to the toilet uh, for a tactical chunder. There were uh, 
that was one of the few times there was no tactical chunder. Thing is, like a tactical chunder is a necessity. Like you, every time we drink, it is always sort of ripped into. But how often am I the first one asleep? Never. Very rarely, especially these days, kids. With your, the, your new, these days, I'm, your new I'm an absolute bandit. Schedule, yeah. I'm an absolute bandit. The, the second we go out and I'm child-free, it's like <laughs> the possibility to sleep a whole night uninterrupted. You get too excited. It, it takes you... over, mate. It takes over. It's like bringing a toddler out for like a day trip. You just work yourself all up, and then you're you're in bed and tuckered out. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> but yeah, so five games last weekend. We may sort of touch on them as we as we go through if any of them sort of require mentioning. But we'll go straight into this weekend's games with a new set of predictions. I don't like to, to do this, kids, but we've got <laughs> no choice but to start off with Arsenal. We like to try and keep Arsenal away from the prediction as much as possible with the record of results following Arsenal being in our predictions. But no choice this week. Arsenal against Palace, Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. The first game of the weekend. Well... All the signs, our recent form and the early kickoff curse suggests it's not looking good, Brev. But uh, I've gone 2 0 Arsenal. That is purely my optimism coming out. But I've gone 2 0. I think I, I expect us to bounce back. Obviously, we've had a little bit of time to regroup, yeah. hopefully, think from some things through, you know, hash it out on the training pitch and try and come back with some some new ideas so i'm hopeful i'm remaining hopeful despite our recent recent form that we're going to bounce back with a 2-0 win I, I don't know if i'm right in saying but i feel like we have a decent record whenever we seem to play palace particularly at home yeah um, so the recent last five the recent head-to-head three arsenal wins one palace win and one draw so that's the last five okay so de- decent decent but yeah i just think Palace have, have had quite an up and down season so far. They've had a few real good games and obviously they've got got the real quality with Elise and Eze. Um be interesting to see whether they hang on to both of them for well, I guess more so for summer, but pot- potentially even January, as I think Elise in particular has been been tipped with moves elsewhere. So for their sake, obviously they'll want to keep on to them. But I think they've they've had quite a up and down season so far, I think it's fair to say. Like they'll have a, a real good result and then lose to a team they perhaps should have beaten, hence why there's kind of down lower to mid table and fourteenth at the minute. So it's a game we should be winning at home, but obviously we've showed in recent weeks that doesn't necessarily always work like that. So hopefully we bounce back. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the break will do us the world of good. That's sort of what you need. It's like, you know, earlier on in the season when you get an international break after a tricky patch, sometimes you do just need that time to reset, go back. Christmas was an absolute woeful period for us, but we're not out and away by any stretch. One or two stumbles by Liverpool, by City. We're straight back in it. We've just got to keep continuing on how we were previously. Yeah. We'll see where that goes, sort of from a very Arsenal-focused perspective. But as you say, one win in five in the league, not ideal. Palace, however, one win in nine. They've got a lot of draws thrown in there as well, but one league win in nine is not what Roy Hodgson be looking for. Obviously, you say about players that could potentially be leaving as well. That could really hamper Palace going through to the season. I think they might keep them. For January, and then they'll go in the summer. But yeah. you, you never know with those kind of clubs. 
it's very, very much possible that Analese... You do, yeah. I was just going to say, you do see it in January, though, like the bigger teams, like the likes of your Uniteds. If they lose a couple now, there's always that element of panic mode at yeah. the end of the window, especially as, obviously, Sancho going, going on loan to Dortmund. I know he hasn't been playing, but they are technically a winger down and they are one of the clubs linked to him. You can see you can see a panic by like your Chelsea's, your United's, just lumping a load of money on a player late late doors in the window. So you never know. As you yeah, say, you never, you never know. know. It's definitely a possibility. I don't know if it definitely will happen or not. One to be seen. Um, I was just just have the stats up there. Arsenal's record this season: goals conceded in the Premier League, one on the dot a game. So really? I've gone. Yeah, and 1.9 is our goal scored. So we're using that, and I've gone 2-1 <laughs> Arsenal in this one. Very statistical-based prediction. It's a very though. statistical like bit it. of analysis there, Pearl, you know? Some real thought gone into that one. Yeah, one we should be winning, jump back on, we'll jump above Villa with that and use that to continue on. Well, only one more game in January, obviously, because the FA Cup weekend you've got mm. after that, and it's I think it's a midweeker is the the next fixture, and then... February onwards will be the one with the Champions League coming back in and how Arsenal retro that. It's we're in January and it still feels like the keeper issues rearing its head. It's yeah. it's, it's madness, really. Isn't obviously, it? it's madness. yeah. Obviously, we've been off, so we haven't had the opportunity to discuss the real lack of scoring, which was our undoing over Christmas. We played well, especially especially against Fulham against Liverpool. Played well, just couldn't score. Yeah. Chances are being created, but it yeah. does highlight the gape and hole we clearly have in a in a finisher. But saying yeah, that, you can't pin it all on a striker. We do need to be chipping in with goals elsewhere. You look at last season, across the front three, yeah. scoring goals but, wasn't an issue. So, but maybe there's clearly that paper, something. Yeah, that yeah. paper over the cracks a little bit. As other players stepped up and maybe went above yeah. their level. Now yeah. this season they're going a little bit, maybe where they should be contributing, if not a little below that, and that striker isn't there to pick up the pieces, which other teams have strikers that yeah. very much do that. So it's one of them things. Do you reckon we'll get a striker in January? It no. doesn't feel likely for me. I, I can't see it. I can't see it. Not with the money being being thrown around. Um, yeah. And there's not really that many options, if we're being completely honest. January always feels like a bit of a panic buy if you go in real high on on a player you didn't necessarily have as your first choice. Obviously, Tony's the one that's been mentioned hundreds and hundreds of times yeah. in the last couple of months, but I, I can't see it myself. I can't see it, especially with Thomas Frank coming out and saying he's not for sale unless it's ridiculous money. So yeah. it's looking like they'll be holding out for sort of 80, summer. 90, 100 million plus and as good a player he is, he's not worth that. So. Yeah, well, talking of Tony, he is back this week. Yes. Brentford against Forest, Saturday evening. Yep, oh. I think they really... I, you know what? I didn't actually realise until I looked at the table the other day how badly Brentford are doing. Yeah. Um, down in 16th, they're really in danger of, of those bottom three spots, which I think Brentford have... I think we've described them as the, the absolute yeah. um, epitome of mid-table, as in that 10th spot. 10th, 11th, it's sort of, they've kind of gone under the radar a bit and just found themselves really at, at danger now. They're kind of three points away from from the, the relegation zone. So I think it's very good timing for for them with Tony coming back, having that natural goal scorer. I don't with think they suffered out. as much. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't I don't think they suffered as much until Embuemo got injured as well. Yeah. And then they've really, really struggled. And they've now lost Visser as well to the yes. AFCON. Yes, of course. Of course. There's a few teams, obviously we'll touch on that. As we um, go, yeah. As we go, but a few few teams missing a few big players, so um that could that could level things up a bit in some of the games. But for Brentford Forest, um I've gone <laughs> You won't be surprised. Oh, to hear here we what go. I've gone for. We're back, are with, we? I've gone with one all. Hey, I'm New back. Year, same draw. The banker, the banker. I, I can see Tony, Tony penalty on his return, but I do think Forest have have picked it up quite a bit since Cooper sacking. Obviously, Nuno coming in. Um, they've looked they've looked pretty good in the game since he's taken charge. I know there's not been masses of football played with. FA Cup and obviously this little international break that's that's happening at the moment. So not masses played, but the few the few games I have seen of them, they looked significantly better. Obviously beating Man United as well um, will fill them with a bit of confidence just before the yeah, New 100%. Year. Yeah, I, I can see a draw in that one. To be honest, I think even though I do usually tend to go for one or when Brentford's concerned, I do think that's a a likely result. Yeah, well, Forest have five draws, Brentford four draws across the season so far. So there we speak go. about statistical analysis. I think that's a a stat that pushes you. They've actually not got the most draws, though. The most draws in the league is Brighton, who have seven, which really? may give you a clue as to where I'm going for that Brighton <laughs> Wolves game. But that's not until the, the last game we've got on the list. So I'll circle back to Brentford here. Uh, yeah, five losses in a row for Brentford. No no me who's got a red card. No Visser International. No Embuemo. So, Tony, a lot of pressure coming back into that team. A win will have them jump Nottingham Forest in the table. They have that game in hand, but that game in hand is against Man City. So, really, it's not... Let's say it's not a likely place they're going to pick up points. So, jumping, jumping Forest there will be big for them. Creating a bit more of a gap from Luton, who, as you say, three points below them. I've gone 2 1 Nottingham Forest off two very, very mm-hmm. strong wins in the league, as you say, against Man United, against Newcastle. They've been on a great run of form as of late. I dropped into the old goal score stat for the Arsenal game 1.8 goals scored to Brentford, 0.8 goals scored. Is 2.2 goals conceded, so I've given Brentford the goal there. But we're going 2-1. I reckon Nottingham Forest will continue on a on a little decent run of form that they've been having. Fair play. So we've got up next, Kiz. We have Stone Bottom, Sheffield United, against another team on a cracking run of form and an amazing Christmas period for them, West Ham, Sunday yeah. afternoon. Um, I'm going against the form book on this one. Oh, um, really? There's no real logic to this, if I'm honest. I just have a gut feeling. He's trading in vibes. He's trading in vibes. <laughs> I am trading in vibes. You're here with XG. I'm here with <laughs> XV, which is expected vibes. And uh, I know what I prefer. Fuck the stats. <laughs> oh, mate. Talking of uh, the vibe bandits. He says bandits. literally listing off stats for every game. But <laughs> vibes cartel. Here we go. Vibes cartel, mate. I, I have gone 1-0 Sheffield United. A team and that's won two said, games all season. May no massive logic to that one. <laughs> I just think I said it when when Big Chris Wilder took took over. I just have a feeling they're going to somehow, by some miracle, finish seventeenth. And at the minute, 
There's no logic to it. They're, they're stone bottom at nine points. But big Chris, he's just, he's got my spidey senses tingling, mate. I just, I'm, I'm having shades of, of that 20, was it 2019, 20 season where they came like eighth? Yeah. Just playing like centre backs going up on the wings and all sorts. Like Chris Wilder masterclass, mate. The Premier The Vibesman. Chris the vibesman. Wilder. So I've gone, I've gone one nil to the big chef and. Yeah, logic's gone out the window, I'm afraid. But there you go. Sixth place West Ham, <laughs> who've just beat Arsenal, are losing 1 0 to Stone Bottom Sheffield. Oh, that's why I love the Prem. They're currently eight points off of Everton, eight points off of safety, Sheffield United. Well, so Everton might be getting another points deduction. And Forrest joining them. And Forrest, so you never know, mate. Wilder's <laughs> at the helm. <laughs> oh, dear. That, yeah, and the I was looking today and. If they get a points deduction, which they can then obviously challenge, that challenge won't be read out. The verdict won't be read out until the Wednesday after the league finishes. So you could be in a position where the league's finished and then a few, and you think you've reached safety. Say Everton stay up by a point and then it's boom, three points extra deduction and they're down. That's harsh. So. That would be. I'm here. I'm here for the carnage. So, kind of, kind of hope that happens a little bit. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> just for just for a bit of added added carnage, added Goodison Park booze, Premier League's corrupt. A little bit, a little bit of fun for the whole family there. We love it. So, sorry, Everton fans and Forest fans as well. But <laughs> I'm back in the carnage. XC, XC, XV for you, XC for me. <laughs> Expected carnage. Like um, but back to the game itself. I I've gone. Well, I've, I don't need to stumble through some stats or tell you about goals conceded, goals scored, runs of forms. West Ham three 0 Like, Boring. come, come on, get get a grip. They've they've won twice all season. West Ham are on a good run. Uh, like, oh, yawn. Is that the time? <laughs> X, XV for you zero, mate. You three, me zero. <laughs> he got he got the sack today. Who? Big Jose. Oh, the, the special one. I know. I saw that. I was quite surprised by that. I did look at the Serie A table, just going off on a, on a bit of a tangent, as promised. And even though they're, I think they're like eighth or ninth, but it's really tight. They're only like three or so points off fourth. So he's not he's not really doing a bad job, especially as I've, I think it's been well documented. They've really had a lack of backing. I think a lot of the players that he wanted yeah. in they've not got. So there's only so much you can do. I've seen a lot of talk from Chelsea fans wanting him back in. That is so madness. That would think, be interesting to see. I think we've discussed discussed Jose before, haven't we? And He's just, he he's at that level now. He's at your mid-table level. Like, he will always be a fantastic manager. There's That's without question. But he's not a top-tier manager anymore. He's just not... I think the there. game's moved on a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, Since... that's exactly it. Hundred percent. It's passed him passed him by a little bit. You see that happen with managers where they have their, their period, their moment, and they just can't get back to that. And I think that's the prime example with him at the minute. He he would be just just entertaining back in the Prem though. As much as whenever I... he's he's managing another team, he rattles me like no yeah. one else. Because he's just so, he's just such a massive prick sometimes. But you, you've got to, you've got to love him at the same time. I think like yeah. he just brings entertainment yeah, like no I'd, other. I don't. I very much don't have to love him. I, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be happy if he didn't come back. But 
Sure, I reckon with a manager like that's free, someone's going to pick him up, whether it be a Chelsea or someone like that, or someone a little bit more eighth or ninth I don't know. But he did do a solid job. Obviously, he won a, a European Cup at, yeah. at Roma. So, being replaced by Daniele De Rossi, history of recent history of former players managing clubs isn't the best. I think it's more anomalies you look at lately, and there's far too many bad mm. examples. So we'll Wayne see which Rooney one. Wayne recently with Birmingham being yeah. a prime one, obviously. I think they were, they were sick when he took over, and then a month a month or two later, he's been sacked with them down in sort of 16 with his with his son sending voice <laughs> sending voice i don't know if you saw that i didn't Ky- see that kai rooney was sending i think this was shown to be shown to be true so my apologies if i've been fake news <laughs> but he was sending voice notes to someone on instagram moaning about the board and the team and players that he wanted to bring in that he, really? the board weren't letting him and his like fourteen year old son was just mouthing off about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's definitely is is a uh, his father's son. You're damn right. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. We've somehow ended up on a European tangent here, but we have we have we've got another game, Kiers. Bournemouth against Liverpool Sunday four thirty. Yeah, obviously the Egyptian king will be missing, um, which big loss for Liverpool, but I think they've got enough strength and depth in that squad. Yeah, in a um, game like this as well. Yeah, problem Arsenal have had of late is not really having any any real power to bring off the bench, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. As much as I like Nelson, not to go too much back into Arsenal, but Liverpool obviously have the likes of your Gakpos, your Nunes's that your Jotters, your Diaz's, they don't necessarily start every game. They kind of rotate between them. Yeah. And it keeps that hunger because if you have a bad game, you know, there's someone breathing down your neck sort of thing, which which we don't seem to have at the minute. So no, I've gone 3-1 th- Liverpool. Um, yeah. Bournemouth have, have looked quite decent um, in, in parts this season. Um, are up sort of around mid-table. They're in, sitting in 12th at the minute. They look like they're going to be Fairly comfortable, which I think is quite a big compliment, to be honest, because... Your mate. My mate, my mate. Um, I, my agenda's officially over now. <laughs> There's a first manager been sacked, may I point out. So, uh, And I will add as well, I did say they'll start really slow and I thought the board would get rid of them. And to be fair, they could have done, but they've shown, right. they've shown that they... Don't the fall right over call. with your backtracking here. Well... I, I'm trying to dig myself out of a bit of a hole with, with the Bournemouth faithful. As but, Homer um... <laughs> said, you're digging wrong, dig up, stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Bournemouth have looked good this season. Um, few impressive results, but I think Liverpool will, will have a bit too much for them. So 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I, I've gone 2-1 Liverpool, but yeah, one loss in their last eight for Bournemouth. Really impressive. Such a great run to bring them up to 12th. But without Semenyo, without Solanke, a couple of other players out as well. A lot to drag them drag them through this game, I don't know. Even with the Liverpool, who are without a lot of players themselves. Obviously, no Simakas, no your mate Sabozlai. <laughs> Robertson's still out. Trent out. Obviously, Salah away. It's yeah. not, not ideal on the injury on the injury in general. Man of men available front for Liverpool. But you mentioned the players that they still have around you. Gakpo, Jota, Diaz, Nunes, still there. 
Nunes will probably have about six shots off target and then score. <laughs> what we like to say is the Arsenal approach as of late to, again, dial back to them. But yeah, I think Bournemouth at home give them a little bit of worry, but they'll get through and win in the end. 2-1 Liverpool for me there. It feels like that sort of game where Liverpool give everyone false hope they're going to drop points by going like 1-0 down or something and then they'll score two late on to crush everyone. Yeah, 100%. That is very much those kind of those kind of vibes, I'd agree with you. But the last game we've got in the predictions, kids, we got Brighton against Wolves Monday evening. Yeah, so I think you've hinted at a, a draw in this one and I've very nearly done the same, but I, I've edged it towards Brighton. I've gone 2-1 Brighton. Um, oh, okay. As I say, I very nearly went one all, but I think I think it'll be a close one. Brighton have I feel like they've really struggled. They, they've picked up a bit of late. Um, the likes of Estupinan coming back in is massive for them. He was probably their standout player last year. Um, so a couple players coming back yeah. is is big for them. Obviously, still a few still... players out though. There's still a few players Mix out. Mix of and... injuries and international break. Yeah, so. They're missing a few, but I think they're starting to kind of get back into a bit of form now. Obviously, sat in eighth, but they would leapfrog United with with a win um, in that one up to seventh back in the European spot. So I think there's a good bit of incentive there for this game. Wolves, on the other hand, very... I think they've been very hit and miss. Obviously, Huang's missing for them as well, which is a massive blow. I think he's been their best player this season. Yeah. Real, real quality there. They do still have a lot of quality in that team, um, but I, I just think they'll definitely struggle without Huang. We've we've spoke about Liverpool having that bit of strength and depth with Salagon, but I don't think Wolves have that luxury, um, despite having having some quality in the in the squad. So I think Brighton. With with being at home as well, I think they're going to edge that one two one. Okay, so yeah, as I as I hinted before. I've gone for a draw. I've gone 2-2. I think okay. Huang will be a big miss for them, but Brighton are just so inconsistent. You say, yeah. obviously, they have a chance to... And if West Ham lose as well, then Brighton would go into sixth on yeah. goal difference if they can win this game. But they're just so inconsistent. In their last seven, they've won two, they've lost two, they've drawn three. Yeah. And with that sort of inconsistency, you just never know what you're going to get, really. Wolves on a great run, three wins in a row for them. I reckon a, a two-all draw on a Monday night in Brighton is going to be written all over this one. But Stuff for dreams, yes. Monday night in Brighton. Doesn't get any better than that. But yeah, because we've got our predictions locked in for the second half of this game week. We'll see how that goes. But we say it's the second half of the game week. That doesn't just extend to the Premier League. It extends to the fantasy Premier League. So we're in a unique position here where we can have a little check in rather than a look back we'll check in and see where we both are in this fantasy yeah. game week so my captain's played your captain hasn't played so I'm on 34 points a last minute captaincy of Palmer has really really come in for me 20 points with the captain and then I've got a clean sheet from Walker got me six three from Louise because midfielder clean sheet other than that nothing nothing big has really happened there then I've got Turner, Saliba, Saka, Archer, and then Mitchell will come off the bench because Pau Torres didn't play. Good, a good start and a good, good captain selection there. I did, I did contemplate Palmer at one point, but then I, I landed on Saka. So I was so annoyed when I looked, looked through and saw that everyone had him. I was delighted that I captained him because no one else had. I was like, yeah. everyone's really got him, bastards. 
I, I think I'm going to claim a bit of credit here because I was the first one to bring him in. I think in you were, to be fair. I think you so, were. Head of the curve, head of the curve. But uh, for myself, decent little start, to be fair. 29 points, obviously partly aided by those palm points. I do still have Levy yeah. Colwell in um, with seven points. To be honest, point. I've, been, I've been wanting to get him out for ages, but <laughs> I've just had like bigger Has priorities. Has he bought himself some time now? Areas. He might have done, but I think Chelsea have a have a difficult little run of games now. They've got Liverpool away next, and they've got Wolves, Palace, and City, Tottenham, Brentford, yeah. Newcastle, Arsenal. So that does not look nice at all. Um, and with how inconsistent Chelsea have been, he could still be on the chopping block. But it's just the way it's worked out, there's always been a player I've wanted to get rid of more yeah. urgently, whether for injuries or, you know, they're a more expensive player. So you want to get him out. So he might have brought himself a little bit of time. And Poro, again, defensive. Well, I say defensive returns. He actually got an assist. Um, so six points for him um, in that two-all draw with United. So happy days. Then a few others, nothing to shout about. Leon Bailey, three points. Um, Watkins with a single point, And Alvarez, who I've only brought in in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Paid off for me last week, but... Sadly, not this week. Um, yeah, I brought in Foden for Salah with Salah being away, and I think he might even that might even be a one week wonder situation. I might even, get, especially with De Bruyne coming back, I might just get rid of him and mm. go elsewhere. Not not sit back and rake in the the one and two pointers and just make the make the move early doors. With that, that De Bruyne cameo or something else, oh, isn't it? That that pass well. for the Bob goal was just <sighs> one of those one of those passes just watched multiple times afterwards. It's just like. It just has the feeling the now that City are going to win their next seventeen games in a row, doesn't it? It's just it's nah, happening again. I'm I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining. They're not going to do it. it. I don't know. I don't know whether it's trying to will failure or <laughs> or whether it's my actual beliefs at this point. But yeah, I think it could be the former. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> back on FPL, I've got Saka captain, obviously, as I mentioned. Then Odegaard, Gahey, obviously against Arsenal, and then Ariola and Net. And I've brought in Pascal Gross as well for oh, Brighton sorry. this week. So with, with a few of those injuries um, they've got, I've, I think he might kind of step up as their yeah. key their key midfielder. So hopefully that one will pay off, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, some solid. So obviously, Saka captaincy, that could be a big one. I think he has a, a pretty solid record, I'm pretty sure, against Palace. So what you want there, basically, is if you get over five points... That's the that's the good distance for you, because I've got him as captain as well. So we're currently a yeah. five point gap. Oh, sorry, not captain, but I've got him. Yeah. So it's a five point gap. Yet more than that, it's a good it's a good stretch for you. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Just just very briefly on the actual league table. It's all it's all very tight in FPL. It is very isn't it? tight in our in our little mini league. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting that currently. 25 points separates four from first. So that's what we're working with at the minute. Between me and you, it's not much either, is it? Isn't it like seven? You're seven Seven. points ahead of me at the moment. Seven points. So not much in it at all. So I think I need Saka to to come in clutch for me and and kind of propel me above you. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. The second second chance league's back. I remember looking at the second chance league, and that's where I dropped off last season. But I need a reverse of those fortunes because not had the best start. So I needed a, a much better second half of the season. But like with anything, kids, we'll see how that goes as we, we tick on the weeks. So that's the first half of the show done there. And up next, 
It is our first five-a-side of the 2024 year. So the second half of today's show is going to be our first five-a-side category of the season. So previous listeners will know, five-a-side is where myself or Kieran will pick a topic and then both of both presenters, both players, so to speak, will pick their five choices based on the category and then we'll come together at the end to pick our ultimate five-a-side team for that category. So today's category is players that could win an Olympic medal. Now, obviously, football is an Olympic sport, so that's excluded from the choices. How did you find picking this one, Kiz? Was it a bit of the brain doing a bit of wondrous Kieran John backflips or... <laughs> It was a little. It speaking of backflips, I did I did contemplate a Loire Loire return, but uh well, decided against it after after well, our last chat on that one. So, I'm not uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything based on that. I'll I'll let yeah. choice number four speak for itself. Oh <laughs> Oh god. Oh I should have done that as well. We're not at choice number four yet. We're at choice number one, <laughs> we'll, kids. We'll so, deal with that bridge when we come to it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll backflip over that bridge when we get to it. C- clearly, so, clearly, one of us is more tasteful than the other. <laughs> we'll, we'll ignore episode, what was it, three or four, where we had a full conversation. To be fair, Loire Loire's still alive, so we're in the clear. But we'll, we'll be fine. Kids, we'll choice fine. number one. <laughs> um, so this is the most attacking five-a-side team of all time. May I may I start off with caveat and um, so you've not gone for a goalkeeper again. That's I've, what I've not gone for really a recognised five-a-side yeah. formation because of go. like the obscure nature of the of the categories and the topic. I just yeah. thought I'll go for players where kind of someone springs to mind against a choice. So I'm going to just do it in in kind of random order that I've okay. got it written down. Um, first off. <laughs> Now you're gonna when when I first say this, you're gonna think there's absolutely no logic to it, and it just sounds really random, which I completely understand. I've gone, I've gone hammer throw, and this is gonna be the last player you could possibly think of for hammer throw. But I am gonna give my logic. I've gone Anthony. What? So <laughs> I'll just let that that mull for a second. So obviously, you think hammer throw, you're gonna think strong players, right? My thinking was Anthony's a little fidget spinner, so he's going to get up so much momentum from his little spin. The hammer throw is going fucking miles. <laughs> he's going to be there like a little fidget spinner, like a Beyblade that's just been let rip on that little podium. And that that, that hammer is going, he's absolutely gunning it at least a hundred Is it in the crowd he is with his hammer? Oh, mate, I'm telling you, the spin he's going to get if you just put a ball at his feet, oh. a pointless little spin will come out. Hammer in hand, it's gone, mate. It's nice to see that you never let me down, kids. <laughs> Glad to be of some assistance, oh. but yeah. I, it, I did. I did think of some more like a more logical sort <laughs> well, of you know. hammer, shot put, discus thrower. Yeah. I did, and it's Alareza by Ranvand, who's the Iranian goalkeeper who did the massive throw. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good shout actually. So I was is that thinking... the guy that punched that punched the ball really far? I remember seeing a keeper like that as well. I'm not sure really about the punch. the punch, but I know that he's got the Guinness record for the longest throw. Hmm. Yeah. So that was pro- probably more logical that one. Yeah, that I was my honourable mention. Good run for, for his for his money for the shot put or the hammer, <laughs> but Anthony with his, with his spins is a is a much better choice. But the thing is, the hammer's quite heavy though. So even if he's spinning. 
Oh, mate, he's got a... trust me. The, the momentum he's getting from those spins, it doesn't matter what weight's attached. <laughs> he could have fucking Thor's hammer. He'd still be launching it. <laughs> Spinning around that hammer and stuff it goes. Mate. Oh, well, a, a logical place to start, as always, with Anthony doing the hammer throw. I feel like I've thought I've thought about this too straight down the line here. So my, <laughs> my first choice is the most logical of all my choices because it is a sport that this player is known to do on the side. So I've gone Winter Olympics for my first pick. Yeah. I've gone for Peter Cech in yeah. the ice hockey. As soon so, as you said that, I knew I knew that was going to be the choice there. So he's known good for, choice. Yeah. So he's known for for playing sort of on the side, and he's the last think, five years or so he's played in various levels of of British ice hockey. He's played at sort of level four, played for a level one. He was sort of a a substitute for the I think they were the European champions in Belfast. And then on top of that, Czechia have a solid history in the Winter Olympics ice hockey. They won the gold in 98, won the bronze in 2006. They came fourth in 2018. So to sort of push them on, all they're missing is the big helmet wonder himself, Big Pete. Well, I don't know if Brazil have ever had a hammer thrower, but they do now. (laughs) They do now. We don't need to look at the history of the Brazilian hammer thrower. We just know that their first potential (laughs) could be brought to them. So yeah, I've got a I've got a bit straight down the line with my choice one. I think I think Big Pete will be a great addition to the Czechia ice hockey team. Very nice, very nice. On on to my next pick. So what you got for me now? Well, this one is actually just literally straight down the line, logical. I, I think I'll I'll bring back a bit of normality now in my picks. Okay. Um, this one speaks for itself. Hundred meters, Mbappe. Um, oh, I knew I knew you were going to do a fast player for one. That's yeah, so basic. That's I know so it's basic. so basic, but you know, I was thinking through. To be fair, I was thinking through a few players for that one, and I was I was going to go more like endurance, like you've got a, obviously like the likes of Ingolo Kante or any sort of box to box midfielder. Bellerin, Bellerin, yeah, Bellerin could have been a shout. Imagine a prime but... Theo Walcott. It'd be oh mate. It's like, have you heard? Do you know Tyreek Hill? He's an NFL player. I do, yeah. Yeah, so he he went to the trials for the the US um, sprinting team. He didn't make it, but he did not make the trials because he's rapid. Is Tyreek Hill? He plays for the Dolphins. So I reckon Walcott could have been our our Tyreek Hill. But I know he's not your pick. But big up, big up, Prime Theo. So Mbappe's your your far your. Your basic fast player choice. He's quick. You've got, he's fast. He's quick in it. Kits are nice though. Kits are nice. Yeah. So you've got you've gone quite out there with your with your spinner, and then you've gone Mate, the total opposite me. way, and you've gone. Is it? Do you know what? You like an onion. You like Shrek himself. You contain layers, <laughs> mate. You're, you're multitudes. Mate, I've, I've I've got depth to to my thoughts. So you know, life's all about balance, and you've got to have a bit of obscurity thrown in with some logic. So you know, there you go. There we go. Thank you so much for that, Kieran, and for sharing your innermost thoughts with the. <laughs> You're welcome. I wasn't say the world, but with three people. Um. So choice... <laughs> <laughs> we span the world, though. That's the thing. Choice... One in each continent. <laughs> Choice number two for Global me. baby. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. You know, you know how like the the likes of the overlap go on tour? I <laughs> fully back 
us doing a podcast tour with, with it's one just, person. It's just us in like a library back room with three. The, the cleaner's just there and he decides to sit down for a minute to have a listen and then he fucks back off once he hears it. Oh, here's you talking about bloody Sarpreet Singh and he just hops and leaves. Oh, mate, there'll be a crowd gathering once the story is solved. So I reckon this fella, this fella he, he's Hindu, so he's scared of us. Okay, that's me done. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. I think we've got a book on that, actually, boss, that he goes up back. Oh, it'll be gone. to the library. Yeah. The side netting tour coming soon oh. to any one to three capacity rooms <laughs> near you. I'm down. I'm down. Oh. Tickets on sale soon. It's not Spoiler. on sale. I was going to say, it's not a sale. It's a surprise. <laughs> if you're in the room when we rock up, well done. You're front row. You have a ticket. You have a ticket. You have a ticket. Okay, no more. They're gone. <laughs> Sold no, out. You're, you're, you're right. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. So my choice number two, this is where I've gone sort of a bit left field. So my thoughts for this one was Defender, who's so mentally stable in terms of their movement they're so focused their footwork is sublime they're switched on they're french they're saliba fencing oh i like that on guard on guard yeah and again some stats for you kids i've gone gone back to see where france's most medals took place and they have 123 medals in the fencing so they're going to put wow. some support into Saliba. He's not just going to be left to fend for himself or fence for himself, if you will. They're going to put some support behind him and really help boost him and boost those natural skills that he possesses. Mate, Saliba don't need a boost from no one. To store the all. fencing world. To be fair, Saliba's just so like cool and calm. I feel like he could win a gold in most events just because he just... He'd walk in and just, just do the business. Just rock up. I'm like, okay. Oh, I guess I'm doing this. Here we go. Yeah, Done. I'll do it. Easy. Doesn't break stride. Gets the gold and then goes home. Simple as that. Big up. Big up, Willow. I like it. I like it. So what's your choice number three, Kieran? Uh, back, back slightly more left field. <laughs> so, right. This is what Picture this. You turn the TV on. It's Winter Olympics. You're watching a bit of slalom skiing. Oh, I do like the slalom skiing. For those that don't know slalom skiing, it's obviously you've got the gates there and you're sort of bobbing and weaving. You need a bit of agility. You've got a nip left. You've got a nip right. You've got a low centre of gravity. Get in between those gates. And when I just... I watched Bukayo Saka drop that (laughs) shoulder and cut in on that left wand of his. And I can picture a gate there, Con. Don't know about you, but... You've Get that boy said, a pair of you've skis. Al- you've always said that, kids. You've always said, I see Saka and I see a gate. And it's just, it's Mate. about time we bring these two things together. Name me a better duo than Bukayo Saka <laughs> and slalom skiing at the Winter Olympics. It just, it makes sense. It makes sense. And again, you might go into, you know, England don't have much of a history of, of slalom skiing, but they do now, Con. They do now. History the don't matter. Like- they didn't have a history of the skeleton until your one came across and won that bronze about 15 years ago. Trailblazer is Tri- what we want. He's a what? Trailblazer. So there he is. You know my pronunciation. Dom, Dom Sabosley. <laughs> I know Dom him well, mate. Dom Sabosley, trailblazer. <laughs> uh, but, you know, big Bukayo, he can put the nation on his back and get that slalom gold. Yeah, I don't know what, kids. I reckon that's a solid choice. It might be 
might be your best pick so far as the the Bukayo Sola. Also, like that we both picked an Arsenal player as well. That was Had always going to happen. Had to be done. So, choice number three. Again, there's some clear logic behind this. If you think about like accuracy, and who is the one person when you think accuracy, you think vision, you think they could they could hit a doorknob from a hundred yards with a pin, like which those sort of skills would be perfect for archery or shooting. And the man I've got, Kevin De Bruyne. Good choice. You know when you know the thing when they always measure the breathing as well when people are doing these things. Like, yeah. So low. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about like Wii Sports or so, or the Olympics game that used to be on the Xbox. Yeah. And you'd, you'd like measure the the breathing on them. Obviously, they do it in real life as well. But I I'm yet to have an Olympic experience on the shooting. So closest I've got is the is the Xbox game from I think it was 2012 or 2008. And they always measure the the breathing. And I just feel like De Bruyne would barely even notice if he'd had a breath. He's that level of like calm, like an assassin. And yeah. he has the sort of like dead eyes that those kind of people have. Yeah, he, he does have sort of a lifeless look about him. <laughs> he does. He does. Like, he's the sort of person that if like, you walk down a dark alley, De Bruyne's coming the other way in like a big long trench coat, especially if you shaved his hair. Mate, it's either Olympic gold or serial killer. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. It's one or the other. Well, sure, one could bleed into the other. I'm sure a great assassin would win shooting gold. Well, you know, you've got the likes of Oscar Pistorius, so Kevin De Bruyne could be the next to do it both. Surprised the USA don't win more shooting gold medals. But <laughs> Kevin should. De Bruyne's my, my pick there, Kiz. What's your number four? I, I like how you nip that in the bud quite quickly. <laughs> just, <laughs> Probably for the best. You just let these um, things anyway. sit, Kiz. Just let, let, them, let them sink in. So, right, I'm going to paint another picture for you here. <laughs> You've turned paint your TV me. on. So, you're watching the Olympics. The gymnastics is on. You know, uh, you, you flick through, chase is on, bit of countdown, you know. Wait, the chase is an away. Olympic sport? <laughs> yeah. The Beast has won gold five times. <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> home and away is on Channel 5. You think, uh, sod it, there's nothing else. You stick it on. You've got... You've got the aerobic gymnastics on, mate. So you stick it on. And Garnacho's there, and he's just holding a bicycle kick position for, for his whole three-minute routine. And he goes away with gold because the judges have never seen... Like such... levitating in midair. <laughs> mate, he's literally doing the bicycle kick pose in midair. If mid-air, my guy's levitating, I don't think it's the Olympics he should be at. <laughs> well, he's going to do on a stage show with, with Dynamo. Houdini after. Oh, yeah, Dynamo as well. Well, He's Houdini's do dead, so that wouldn't be a great person to do a show with. Oh, you know, that's <laughs> a bit of excitement. <laughs> well, um, wouldn't be a very good trick. Well, you know, he could he could like levitate the corpse for a bit <laughs> in a bicycle kick position, <laughs> and bicycle kick his head off. Bah! <laughs> what <laughs> a finale! Bah! <laughs> well, now that's a ticket I'd buy. I'd pay to see. No, that wouldn't be a, that would be in a full <laughs> arena. Not a single library backroom for Garnacho's tour. He'd be flying. He'd literally be flying. Maybe to get our ticket sales up, we get Garnacho as like a little five-minute show, <laughs> volleying Houdini's head off midway Support through. Act. <laughs> Just us discussing the weekend predictions. 
Garnacho, over to you. <laughs> Just in the corner. Bicycle kicking multiple dead people's heads up. Oh god. What it is it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Sometimes I don't know I don't know how it descends. Garnacho, if you anyway. if you want to link up, <laughs> drop a little comment in the YouTube video. Oh, hit us up, mate. Hit us up. We'll we'll sort you up. We'll, we'll change you your up. world, Garnacho. <laughs> is that a promise? For the better or the worse, who knows? Ooh, well, I think we know that answer, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Garnacho's getting a gold in the aerobic gymnastics. There you go. More to the point. Uh, so I've gone gymnastics as well. We may have even spoiled this one earlier, but I was thinking more the vault. And what is the vault if not an opportunity to do a big flip? And when I think of footballers... Who do flips? Yeah, Abamyang, he did his lovely flip. Yeah, someone else who I can't remember. I'm sure they did a flip as well. They don't matter. There's only one flipping master for me, Kiz. And that is our close personal friend, Lamano Lua Lua. He can't stay away from the show. The man's so good, they named him twice. Oh. You think, because he could do the vault. And I just thought he could also do a floor routine. They're backflipping left, right and centre across that oh, floor. Mate, he could do it. Oh, we might have a couple of golds here. We, yeah. You might you have undersold him. Usually it's like a team thing. Like different members of the team do different things. He's a one-man team himself. Mate, he'll just he'll put the nation on his back and just win like six golds. Honestly, I don't know how many, how many times Zaire has won a gold medal. But they're getting one now, baby. <laughs> let's go okay let's go so yeah like Loire Loire we have spoken ad nauseum on this podcast about the back flipping qualities of Loire Loire and it's about time they went to their natural conclusion of winning gold in the French 2024 Olympics it's the, it's the end game for Loire Loire, Loire you feel it was um, always going to be this Wakers it was it was you know what you're not going to have to convince me much um, on Loire Loire, I'd, I'd have him in every five-a-side team if I could. It's just trying to fit him in is the problem I, I, I encounter. We always find a way, Kiz. I find a way, I find a way. I'm, I'm going to wrap mine up with back to a slightly more logical slash boring um, option. When you think football and kind of Olympic events, diving did spring to mind quite oh, quickly. You've gone basic again. I've gone basic, but to be honest, there was no one that really... Um, came to mind instantly for me. So I did have to do a bit of digging into kind of diving statistics over the last few years in the Prem. Because initially my thought was saying Grealish, um, who I didn't end up going with, but just watching him play, like he likes a little roll around. To be fair, he does get a few kicks as well, but he likes a little roll. So he was going to be up there. But the man I've gone for, and is backed by the stats, is Harry Kane. Really? Um, it is. And that might surprise a few, but but when you think he's, he's kind of little little like nudging into players when they're jumping in the air to injure them, he, he's a bit of a master of the dark arts in some ways. So it does make sense. But um, yeah, Harry Kane, the stats don't lie. So I did, you know, I, I went for a slightly boring slash logical route of diving We'll go for the ten. The ten meter is that is that an event? We'll go That'll the ten do. meter dive. Yeah, even That'll if it's do. not, he's going even if there. it's not, it is now. He's going to win gold. Um, Harry Kane, mate. 
put the nation on your back and, and you've gone on. for a, a nice a nice mix of like pretty basic logical choices and then whatever your brain throws up so it's a nice <laughs> I've told you mate life's all about balance that's what I provide a man with multitudes get your get your man that can do both most would have just balance throughout for the five choices but then I just go like very one end of the scale and the other and it ends up balancing out just so, when you, you think know. it's back down to earth then there's Garnacho in the corner volleying <laughs> Bicycle kicking, I should say. Houdini's head off, you know? It's Yeah, you know. You never know where it's going to go. So, yeah, so my final choice. So, I've gone... I wanted to get someone to do beach volleyball. And so, I sort of worked backwards in a way. And I was like, okay, so what are the qualities of someone that does beach volleyball? And so, it's okay. So, almost always, they seem to have long hair. Oh, that's Well, (laughs) almost always... They seem to have long hair. Almost always, there's sort of a, a cocky arrogance about them. And almost always, no matter what country they're actually representing, they're still Swedish. And so, <laughs> there was only one man that I could think of that fits all of those categories. And that's Ibrahimovic. Your favourite man? My best pal. I'm putting, putting my differences to, a, to one side to bring home the gold for... Sweden in the beach volleyball. I can fully imagine him with like the two fingers on his backside to tell his partner where to hit the ball and all of that kind of stuff, and cockily strutting over off the won the game. And I can yeah, definitely I can imagine it. he's got the height as well. Yeah, he's got the height. He's got the attitude. He's got the whole the whole package. Well, I've not I've not checked there to be fair, but he's got the whole. <laughs> well, I said whole collection. mandatory, so he <laughs> better have go. the whole package, otherwise he's getting canned, mate. He's got the whole collection there that will lead him to a perfect Swedish beach volleyball player. Zlatan before... and his little package going to Olympic gold. Hello. <laughs> but before we decide on a final five, kids, I do have a couple of like a lot of broad mentions. Hit me with that. So I told you about Baranvand for the discus or the shot put earlier on. Um, Maradona, handball. I, I did have a... A, a diving. I went with. I thought Sterling was the basic choice on on a diving pick. And yeah, then you've got there. golf's obviously now an Olympic sport. So any ex footballer, yeah, yeah, literally would fit for that one. Uh, Roy Keane doing the boxing. <laughs> I like that. JJ Okocha with his his little footwork doing some ice skating. Nice. And then the the last one, Kieran Dyer or Lee Bowyer doing the boxing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. There are my little honourable mentions there. You got any honourable mentions or is your flat five? Mine's a flat five, mate. There's only so much this little brain can churn <laughs> out. And I'm afraid you exhausted all possibilities on that one. So That's you get nothing fair. else. Okay, so let's run through. So Peter Cech, ice hockey gold. And Anthony with his fidget spinner hammer. I'm sorry. Logic may go out the window on this one. We don't need a keeper. If Anthony, the hammer-throwing wizard, isn't in this team, I'll personally not be returning to this pod. So I'll, I'll let you make the decision. About, you might decide, check, <laughs> oh, well, is the gonna, obvious choice. I was going to say, I was going to go with you then. Then you said that at the end. <laughs> oh, could do some auditions for some new hosts. All, all I'm fighting for in this episode is Anthony being my pick. So, you know. I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. We the boring ones thrown out the window. Let's get some. some Especially as Czech was pony for us for the couple of years he was with us. I think that's reason fair, enough to get we, him out. We don't play ice hockey, so his his head was very much in one place at that point. <laughs> it's true. It's mm. true. 
We've now got the Arsenal battle. Saliba with his fencing, Saka with his skiing. It's a tough one. They're both they're both good choices. I'm trying to think who would be more likely to get gold. Oh come on, Saliba and his fencing. Yeah, he's, you know what? Just so he's we have some it, form of he's making it medal one hundred and twenty four. Not a single doubt in my mind. Just so we have some form of structure in this team, I think we need Saliba. <laughs> so uh, we'll go Saliba. Saliba is our only defensive player left. Yeah, I think I think we have to. So we've got the focus of De Bruyne or the basicness of Mbappe's 100 metres. I think that explanation sort of gave away what I'm saying here. Yeah, De Bruyne. De Bruyne it is. Mbappe, yeah. Now this is, this is the battle we've all been waiting for. The battle of the gymnasts, Garnacho and Lawalawa. <laughs> we've got, you've got to stick with, stick with your friends, kids. Back your friends. Friend of the pod. Mate, Lawalawa who? Oh my goodness. He's not going to support Alejandro. Ali, Alejandro. <laughs> that can play while he's doing this little backflip routine. <laughs> Mate, that's the song choice. It's a three minute routine. Someone's got to play it. What, what do you think is going to It's going to be pure silence whilst he follies Houdini's head off. Pure. <laughs> a, bit of a, single, a single spotlight on him <laughs> in dead silence. Mate, we need a bit of ambience. Come on. Oh, that's a. I think we come back to that. Um, oh, I think Ibrahimovic is the easy win there with his. Yeah. So, this is a tough one. It is a tough one. You know what? I do love Luar Luar, but I feel like just the prospect of Anthony. Well, Luar Luar is already in a team, so you can't have Luar Luar facing Luar Luar. That's so that will be that will be my explanation for. Siding with Garnacho. Is that is that your backup response when Luar Luar messages you abuse? Yeah, I'm like, you're already in a team, boss. You can't in this tournament. You can't be playing twice. You'll be knackered. You won't be able to backflip. You'll land on your head. That's a safety precaution. Garnacho. What if he tells you he's got an absolute engine on him? He does, but if he gets through to the final, he can't play. He can't play himself. It'll be unfair. I'm not having Luar Luar playing playing with himself in the middle of the pitch. That's just no one wants that. <laughs> Sorry, so, Mano. As much as we'd all love to see We love you, Lomano, but you're already in. So, the final team, we've got Anthony doing the hammer throw, Saliba doing some fencing, De Bruyne doing... We'll go with archery. De Bruyne doing the archery, Garnacho doing... Being a gymnast, and Ibrahimovic with some beach volleyball. So, that is an excellent start to the year, I think, is. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. I like that. So thank you very much for joining me there, Kiers, and sharing your unique brain with us all for some of those <laughs> descriptions. Uh, it'd be it'd be a shame to be blessed with it and not share it with the nation. So there you go. You're, sharing you're is gifts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And thank you, everyone else, for listening. But most importantly, thank you to Alejandro Garnacho. And please do get in touch. Thank you very much, everyone. Goodbye. Don't call my name.